podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 12 of Hannah Montana. It's called When You Wish You Were the Star, and I'm joined today by somebody coming back for her second ever appearance on Pumping Up the Podcast. It's my very good friend, Emma Fredgant. Hi, Emma. Hello, hello. I'm very excited to be back for my second episode. Yes, I'm very excited to have you here. (laughs) It was funny watching this episode. <laughs> I I had gotten through most of it. And then there was like, I had it paused on this shot of like Amber and Ashley and Lily all sitting at a table together. And Rick came in and was like, the, the mean girls on these shows are always just like, so on the nose. It's always, they never get like a redemption episode or whatever. And I was like, well, it's funny you say that because there was an episode where they tried to redeem Amber, but then it turned out she was still mean. And that was the one you were on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so little parallel, this episode, that episode, both to do with you. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it later with my therapist. We'll see. What she <laughs> Unfortunately, no dandruff Danny in this installment. I it was a marked absence. I did look out for him, and I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I want to know what he's up to. Where's he been? <laughs> Ugh, I want to know about his medical journey. I I have so many questions. <laughs> well, this episode, when you wish you were the star. Going into it, before I started watching, I was like, I feel like I'm probably going to remember most of this one. That wasn't true, but I did remember a couple of key things. I, of course, remember that Jesse McCartney, our king, is in this episode. <laughs> and he is slaying. He, he's really good in this. He's really good. I, I was a big fan of Jesse McCartney in this episode. He was very good in this. And, like, Jesse McCartney isn't always the best actor. I believe I was at your house when we watched Keith together. <laughs> we were not fans oh, of God. Keith. But... <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, so Elise told me that she was going to be selecting me for this episode and I didn't remember why. Like I was like, I mean, Jesse McCartney was big when we were kids, I guess, but I don't remember anything specific with you. And holy shit, I think I blocked Keith out of my memory. That's why I'm on this episode. <laughs> Friggin' Keith. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah my I, god. I honestly I I wasn't thinking of the Keith factor when I asked you to appear on this because like I just knew that like you and I like grew up together and therefore we listened to Beautiful yeah. Soul a lot you know because that was like the song when we were kids and oh, yeah. uh and yeah I also didn't think of the Keith thing I just thought it would be fun to like have you on for this like figure of our childhood, <laughs> even though he was a relatively small figure. <laughs> but the key thing. <laughs> oh wow! So for our listeners, do you remember? I don't remember what Keith was about. Was he? Did he have a terminal illness? Was that what it was? Somebody in that movie definitely died. <laughs> I don't know yes, if it was him or was if it was death. the girl. Somebody. Oh. I think there was like a car accident, maybe. Oh God! Wow, we're um really crushing am it. I, am I straight up gonna look up Keith while we're recording this <laughs> so that I can get the plot right? 
I wonder if you just the look thing up- is if you just type in Keith, it just gives you guys named Keith. I was going to say like movie. how far down do you have to scroll before you get to IMDb or Wikipedia? I wonder what year it was. Well, I have so many questions. It says Natalie, head of her curriculum activities in high school and writing on a tennis scholarship for college. <laughs> okay. Uh, gets Keith as her chemistry lab partner. As Natalie can be uptight, Keith proves to be the opposite, even while holding a secret. Uh-oh. Hmm. We spoiled the secret. Okay, here's the other. So so that one was... Uh, a, a plot synopsis written by Scott Filtenborg. Now I'm going to read one written by Anonymous. Oh, the tea <laughs> will spill. Natalie has it all. Yearbook editor, scholarship to college, star athlete, reigning social queen. Then Keith enters her life. Secretive and enigmatic, he slowly lures her from her comfort zone. The more Keith holds back, the more Natalie becomes intrigued with figuring him out. In her head, she's determined to keep him at arm's length, but in her heart, she can't resist him. As Natalie's world slowly unravels, oh <laughs> both their lives are changed forever in this powerful love story. So that that anonymous <laughs> synopsis is terrifying. Like it's like it is kidnapping, chilling. That's wow. This movie um. came out the same year as this episode of Hannah Montana. Do you think he was on this to promote Keith? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm speechless. He, I mean, wow. The only person I recognize in this cast is Jennifer Grey is in this. Like, I assume it's Natalie's Gray? mom or something. Yes, wow. one in the same. I can't believe I said Dirty Dancing and not Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's embarrassing. I mean, she's like the main character in Dirty Dancing. The uh, the only time I saw Dirty Dancing, I was having like the worst asthma attack I've ever had. I was at somebody's house and they hadn't vacuumed. I'm guessing it had been about nine years since they vacuumed their carpet and they had like four cats. Um, and I was in. A- I'm guessing it was about nine years. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> the casual way you said that. So- and it was um. <laughs> I was in a sleeping bag on the floor. It was kind of sad, actually. And we were watching the movie, and it was like the old thick TV, and I think it was a VHS. You know, this allow me to date myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I would try. I would watch for like two minutes, and then I would try and like close myself in my sleeping bag to get some clean air for a second, and then like open it up again. And my mom had to come get me at like three a.m. because I could not breathe. It was really bad. So I don't. I feel like I've had a similar experience. I don't have the clearest memory of that movie. <laughs> it was like through the right. clothes in my zipper. I was like watching it. Apparently, Keith is on antidepressants. Is that? I'm reading. I'm reading like a like a full uh, in depth synopsis now. Wow. Uh, because I, I would need to know what the twist is. Somebody definitely dies. I really thought it was like a terminal illness thing. I'm pretty sure at least one person. He must dies. have cancer. He must have like cancer or something, and that's he's depressed because he's dying. Ooh, Natalie and Keith have sex in the back of a car. I remember a tire. Like, I think it was a, a pickup truck, and I feel like they sat in a tire. Or that's crazy. Yeah, it seems like. So romantic. Natalie finally realizes that Keith is dying of cancer and doesn't have much longer to live. You were right. I'm amazing. Oh, God. The cover. I forgot it was Jesse McCartney. Does that mean that it's a wig? Because he was blonde in the show. I mean, you could dye it and tie it back or whatever. (laughs) No, not possible. The film then cuts to when Natalie graduates. Keith is not mentioned and has presumably died from cancer. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sad. <laughs> wow. I guess so. So after he dies, Natalie like becomes Keith. I mean, not like literally, but like she takes on all of his like interests and traits. She has become a she, grease uh, monkey and drives Keith's yellow truck. Her parent, his parents yes, gave her the truck. You're reading the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I just looked it up. Wow. The tagline is "Love is a force you can't control." Wow. Oh boy, I remember hating this. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it was one of the worst. Thing. I can't believe we finished it actually. Um, so we definitely watched the whole thing, but it was terrible. Yeah. It was a different well, time. Now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah, thank goodness that's clarified. Well, anyway, uh, Jesse McCartney's performance yeah. in this episode is far, far better than the performance in Keith. He like he actually nails it in this episode. He's really funny and and like convincing to be in love with Hannah Montana, who is what thirteen? Like, how old is she supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: she's supposed <laughs> to be fourteen, and I looked it up. He was definitely already, I think, twenty two when this aired. Right. Okay. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I mean, is he supposed to not? I mean, he's Jesse McCartney. You know how old he is. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, this is Jesse McCartney, but five years ago. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's I uh, I was also confused by that. <laughs> because Jesse McCartney oh. really wants to date Hannah Montana. <laughs> Which speaks to Jesse McCartney's character as it is in the HMU. That he's willing to date a freshman in high school. <laughs> How old was Miley when Beautiful Soul came out? Probably pretty young. I I don't know what to do with this numbers game we're playing here. Then we don't have I'm to. I'm upset. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyway. This episode opens with Hannah concert footage. It's one of, like, the two Hannah outfits we've seen this season. It's, like, the denim one. It's not the jacket one. It's the <laughs> denim one. Uh, and we get our first appearance of a song that I really like, Old Blue Jeans. It's another double life song. It was the denim outfit. <laughs> See, I, I only got a taste of that song and I haven't heard it all the way through before. So I could do with more Old Blue Jeans. Yeah, you should go listen to it once we're done. <laughs> I'll have to. <laughs> uh, so after the number, uh, Hannah goes backstage uh, with Lola, who is wearing a white wig for, I think, the first time. And uh, she mentions that Hannah did three encores. Hannah's always doing encores. And I am curious as to if, like, encore has, like, the same meaning in the HMU as it does here, where, like, here, an encore is, like, they leave the stage, but, like, you know they're coming back out. So, like, it, it's not really, like, a big deal, and you, they usually only do one. But in the HMU, it seems like they use Encore more in, like, the sense that, like, it used to happen in, like, the theater in, like, the 50s, <laughs> where, like, the crowd wouldn't stop cheering and you were forced to go back out and sing some more. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, like, how many songs is she singing each time that she goes back out? Yeah, oh my gosh. Well, in a previous episode, yeah. she apparently did, like eight encores or something and like completely lost her voice. <laughs> I've, I've wondered about that before going to concerts. Like I've, I've never, I've been to concerts that I very much enjoy, but I've never been to one where I actually don't stop clapping, you know? Yeah. Cause when the show's over, you know, it's over. Yeah. Every, and everyone like, you know, you clap for a while and then you stop and everyone leaves. <laughs> yeah. 
and part of the social contract. My concern with all these encores that she keeps doing is more for like her band and dancers. Like they're being held hostage oh, yeah. every time she does one of these encores. <laughs> like they might have plans afterwards. You don't know. You don't yeah. And I mean, so is there, there are ever plot points about her releasing albums? Like how many songs does this girl have? Uh, she's had CD signings, but I don't think they've actually said like, this is an album. This is an album. We know that at the very least there's a live album because in the pilot episode, when they show a music video, it says it's from the album Hannah live. So (laughs) we have that. Wow. And I feel bad for those backup dancers, especially if you don't know what she's... She's like a loose cannon when she goes on those encores. She could perform anything. I know. Are they all prepared? I, I mean, I guess they're like... If she does a song that they haven't done in a while, maybe they're like, okay, I guess I have to really quick remember this choreography from like two tours ago. But, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? It's a punishing gig being a Hannah Montana backup dancer. Yeah. And was there, was there an MC or was that her manager? There was like an older man who showed up. And I'm trying to remember. Uh, like right at the end of the concert. I don't know who you're referring to. Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm still remembering the uh, the the MC guy who was judging the contest that Amber and Hannah were in because I hated him so much, and I've just been thinking about him still. You know, that might be it. That's funny because in there was a two part episode a couple weeks ago, and he was in those episodes again. Oh my god, <laughs> he's I. I don't know what makes me so mad about him. <laughs> but I just I hate him. I'm just so protective of Hannah and Miley. Yeah, he was. Miley's um, in there too, even when she's Hannah. Exactly. Well, he was uh, like be- being an entertainment reporter at like these movie premieres that Jake Ryan was in. And for one of them, Miley, as Miley went with him, and uh, the guy called her Milky. <laughs> He was like, here's Jake Ryan and his non-famous girlfriend, Milky. (laughs) That's so funny. I know, Do I like this guy now? (laughs) That that one fact changed your entire opinion of him. I mean, I didn't know he was capable of such such stunning wordplay. Yeah. (laughs) Had I known. (laughs) Wow. I'm inspired. I'm going to start coming up with nicknames for everyone. That's just their name, but like a different word that kind of sounds like it. I think your new name is Cheese. That's funny because that's the nickname my little sister gave me. Is it really? Maybe I yeah, knew that. Yeah, Mira calls me Cheese. Maybe I knew that. That's a really cute nickname. <laughs> yeah. Great great choice, Mira. I don't know if you listen to these, but that's really a great a great choice. I'm actually not sure whether it was her or Alex who came up with it because they were like on a mission to come up with nicknames for like every one of us. We've all been there. And so one of them decided that my nickname was Cheese. It's great. It's a great. And I've heard I've heard that Alex actually does listen to this podcast. So Alex, if you're listening, if it was you that came up with the name Cheese, I give all credit to you. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So, so they're in the back room, right? Yeah, they're complaining about how, well, <laughs> Lily is complaining about how they uh, she's late for working on the science project, which is something to do with earthworms. They're like breeding earthworms or something. It seems like it's kind of um, like the flower sack baby project, but with worms. I actually know something about how earthworms breed. Feel free to cut this out if this isn't on brand, <laughs> but I have to say it because I remembered it. 
earthworms are all hermaphrodites. So they all have both the, the sexual organs of both genders. So they just sort of like pop out a weenie or like <laughs> pop in. Invert it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the classic inversion. Although they both have both at the same time. So it's just like, it's just like a big mess of earthworms all getting pregnant and all impregnating at the same time. Fascinating. Yeah. So um, that's a filthy school project. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember how I knew that. Wasn't in like the, in like the later scene, wasn't Lily like feeding one of them or something? Like... It really seemed like it was their job to, like, take care of these worms. See, worms eat dirt. What you do to take care of an earthworm is you stick it in a pile of dirt. And you yeah, I don't know why it. this was such a big deal. but And I know it was petty, but there was a point where she was holding an earthworm and kind of, like, wiggling it. And it was moving, like, rubber because it was a rubber earthworm. And I was like, couldn't even get a real fucking worm, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the special effects are jarringly bad. <laughs> Oh, I love that you are like calling Hannah Montana production team out on not using real words. <laughs> that's that's really good. Um, so, but yeah, so Lily's mad that uh, that Hannah did three encores because they like have to get home to their worms, and um, and then Roxy escorts our old pal Tracy into the dressing room and Tracy's like, I brought somebody for you, Hannah. And it's Jesse McCartney. (laughs) And Jesse McCartney immediately asks Hannah to like go out with him and his friends that night. And Lily, despite being incredibly starstruck by Jesse McCartney to the point where she can't even speak in front of him. She's like, we can't go out. We have to work on our worms. And so Hannah's like, well, maybe tomorrow or maybe this day. And for everything that she suggests, Lily has like another thing for school that they have to be worried about. Uh, and Jesse's like, it's okay. You don't need to make excuses if you don't want to go out with me. <laughs> oh, God. He's, um, he's a little salty about it. He's like, I get it after the first few excuses. Yeah, something like that. He, she, she like asks for his number so that she can text him. And he's like, getting rejected in person is bad. That's it. That's it what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, wait, and like okay i remember the name of the place he, su- he suggests they go to the dragon room which in portland is a strip club confirmed um <laughs> where is he i don't know that i've heard her? of the dragon no, room. No, it's, i don't know that it's a real one but just if you heard that name you'd be like yeah it's a strip club almost certainly although bets are usually on that a place is a strip club here um but where is he planning on taking her where could they See, go that's the thing yeah i mean She's a celebrity, so I guess she could kind of do anything. But this is this is an, uh, this is not the first time that somebody that like must be an adult is asking out this like fourteen year old. And Miley's dad is notoriously kind of strict, and he's never like around in these situations and never like tells her no when like a full grown man is like, "Do you want to go out with me, high school freshman?" Like, he never has a problem with it. So weird. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess it was a little more common in the mid-early 2000s. Because, like, didn't Hillary Duff date, like, a 25-year-old when she was still 17? Like... You're saying Hillary Duff not... Like, like, like actual Hillary Duff? Yeah, like, literal Hillary Duff. <laughs> literal Hillary Duff. Um, I don't remember, but that, that actually does sound kind of familiar. 
It's very She weird. dated, like, one of the guys from Good Charlotte. I forget if it's the one that married Nicole Richie or the one that married Cameron Diaz, but either way, one of them dated Hillary Duff when she was underage. <laughs> Madden or Wentz, Wentz, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you hear stories about that, but it's usually pretty creepy. I mean, it's definitely weird. I don't like to think of Jesse McCartney as somebody that would date a 14-year-old. <laughs> well, this is HMU Jesse McCartney, so. This is true. Maybe he's looking. Maybe are you implying that the that the laws of consent are different in the HMU? No, no. I'm saying that maybe he's looking for some sort of <laughs> some sort of popularity boost. Maybe this Jesse McCartney, his star isn't quite as bright. Yeah, maybe maybe HMU Jesse McCartney is younger. Maybe he's age appropriate. That's a great point. Yeah, maybe he was cryogenic. We'll just go with that. Years or, yeah, we don't know. I mean, <laughs> I did hear that cryogenic freezing is a. Uh, Really, really advanced in the HMU. Much more so than here. <laughs> I'm glad that you did your own independent research on that before coming on the show. Um, <laughs> so I, the next scene is, is Miley and Lily at Miley's like porch for her house, like working on their project. And Miley says something that really threw me for a loop. She says, if only I told Jesse the truth, he would have understood about school stuff, but then I'd blow the secret. And I'm like, okay, hold on. You're 14. I don't think you telling him that you have to do stuff for school, I don't think he would then make the leap to, oh, she lives a double life. (laughs) Like, I think he'd just be like, oh, she's 14. She goes to school. Which he can't relate to anymore because he's 22. Although, uh, hopefully... He's not. We have to get get further into the cryogenic freezing issue. <laughs> He's like, I haven't been in school in four years. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, what we later see is like in in this alternate HMU, which this episode explores. Mm. Hannah does like homeschooling with like one teacher, and so like maybe that's what Jesse McCartney is used to in the HMU. <laughs> But yeah, I I couldn't get over that line. I'm like, you telling him you have homework doesn't mean that he's going to assume that you're wearing a wig and that's not your real name. Like, that's not, that's not a logical jump. (laughs) Although this Jesse McCartney is very, very intuitive. I suppose. No, he's really not. (laughs) Because he can't even tell that she doesn't want to be around him when she says to get out. We'll get there. We'll get there. So... (laughs) Miley and Lily are, you know, standing on the porch and a shooting star goes over the house and Lily's like, oh, let's make wishes. And Lily wishes for an A on the project and Miley wishes she was Hannah all the time. Okay. (laughs) One feels like an underreach and one feels like an overreach to me. That's just my take on the wishes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And based on... so. We are meant to believe that this wish on a shooting star is, like, legally and cosmically binding and that it will come true. Yeah. So, I mean, if nothing else, we know that they got an A on the project because Lily wished for it on the star. (laughs) And once, once Miley came back to the real HMU... And got to do the wish thing over again. When Lily says, I wish for an A on the project, Miley should have been like, well, then you're going to get it. Let's stop (laughs) studying. Let's call Jesse McCartney back. You're going to get it no matter what. That's the way that these rules work. (laughs) That's so true. 
Yeah, the uh, the legal situation with the cosmic with the with the star is so weird to me. Like the fact that uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the way they get back mm-hmm. is Jackson. Like I thought mm-hmm. that she was just going to see the star again, and she could wish to be different again. But she only gets one wish. Period. Ever like that's once you've made that wish, there is actually it's no punishing. Way. And you know, I, did you saw Wonder Woman too, right? Yeah, it's just like it's just like Pedro, or he has oh to my walk God, around hitting everyone just else. Like Wonder Woman. He's like, don't you just wish there was no traffic right now? And he's like, I do wish. <laughs> it's that. But you only get one. Yeah. You blew your one wish on no traffic. Like Jackson, don't you wish that I, was, <laughs> that I was not Hannah Montana all the time? And he's like, I do wish that. And then the universe is like, cool, no more wishes for you, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> you burned it on your sister. <laughs> Very weird. Oh my god. I love that you made that connection because you're so <laughs> right. I can't believe I didn't make that connection. Wonder Woman 1984 copied Hannah Montana's homework. Okay, let's just say that. This one came first. <laughs> but hey, you know what? If they copied Hannah Montana's homework, they're getting an A on that project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> you're on fire today. God bless. <laughs> um, anyway, that like sequence where they're wishing on the star is all cut very weird. There's like a lot of like weird music cues. Um, <laughs> and it kind of feels like a different show for a second or like a decom or something. But then we cut to Hannah waking up in Miley's room, but it's like redecorated to like have the Hannah logo everywhere. And she wakes up and she's like, why am I wearing my wig? And she goes to take the wig off and it won't come off because it's just her hair. Uh, And then Roxy appears in all white in her doorway. Looking great, by the way. Yeah, she's so good. (laughs) I love her every time she's on this. But so she's like, now you're Hannah all the time. And she tells her that Miley Stewart never existed. And... This raised some further questions for me. <laughs> I'm sure. Because so so what I'm what I'm inferring from this is that her real name, her like birth name is Hannah Montana. Oh yeah. Does that mean that like is Billy Ray Robbie Montana? Ray's name is Robbie, Robbie Ray, Ray Montana and Jackson Montana? Man. <laughs> What happened to the Stewart family? The line ended yeah, somewhere. I mean, that that's the thing. By saying Miley Stewart never existed, I'm like, but that rewrites probably decades, if not centuries, of history. The house of Stewart has fallen. <laughs> and the house of Montana is on the rise. Yeah, I mean, it raises a lot of questions for me. Uh and also is is the blonde her natural hair color or does she dye it to be like that? Yeah. I I just, I, I have, this opens such a can of worms. And like, granted, this is like an alternate universe within a universe. It's not real. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to say Miley Stewart never existed. And then to say that Hannah Montana's career happened in largely the same way. Just yeah. without her having a different identity. 
is very interesting to me. Like, was Robbie Ray still a famous country singer in this universe, even though he is a different name? Like, did it, it seems like maybe things were going similarly until perhaps when Miley's mom died and then mm-hmm. things took like a turn. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we have no way of knowing, but. But I do have questions. And then the show actually makes a joke about um, how her songs have changed because we she like at one point throws a pillow at a music box and it opens and it's got like a little Hannah Montana on the inside. And instead of singing best of both worlds, it sings the best of one world. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> that was funny. But that was, that was probably the best moment of the episode. That was, that really, was really funny. funny. But it did stand to reason. I mean, so much of her catalog is about living two lives and how there's two sides to her. Does all of that just change? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like the depth of her songs is probably diminished. Yeah. Okay, so Roxy is apparently an angel that's just taking the shape of Roxy, which I did think was kind of interesting (laughs) yeah and it's funny i don't know if roxy was she in the episode i watched i don't think so yeah so i i didn't remember her and uh i I kind of thought that she was an anonymous person who worked at the the place where she was like the concert hall and that like she was an angel before like i didn't know who she was (laughs) that's a very funny interpretation but no roxy is hannah montana's bodyguard and she is a very close friend of the stewart family so she knows the secret and everything oh boy yeah (laughs) so roxy can also or i guess this particular angel taking the form of roxy uh can levitate because she has wings on her shoes uh and then she teleports them downstairs where everything has been redecorated to be like very stylish, I guess. Um, but <laughs> my my issue with this was that it's like, wow, being Hannah all the time is so different. Look at how different my house is. And it's like, nothing's stopping you from redecorating at any time. <laughs> you could redo that now. That's not that's not a specific to being Hannah thing. It's not like people would come over to her house and have it be immaculately decorated and they'd assume, oh, she must actually be Hannah Montana. Like, no, it's just... her dad is famous. Like... (laughs) I know! (laughs) It's a little more weird that they, like, insist on living in a place that is so normal. Yeah. He's, like, a famous rock country star. How famous is he supposed to be in this universe? He... He's kind of about as famous as Billy Ray Cyrus is in our universe. I would expect Billy Ray Cyrus to have, like, a pretty sweet house. Right? Yeah. I mean, he... Yeah, we're we're meant to understand that he was, like, big in the 90s, and he was the honky-tonk heartthrob, and he was, like, I guess really big overseas. But he, like, had his own concert DVDs and stuff and, like, his own merchandise, so... Billy Ray Live. It's Robbie Ray Live, excuse me. Exactly. Well, they, well, they called it Robbie Palooza, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have known. I should have known. Uh, so Hannah also has a chef, and he brings her a cake in the shape of like the Hannah Montana logo. Are um, uh, you forgetting that it's a breakfast cake? <laughs> I I am not. And and then he tells her <laughs> that he's gonna put it out next to the hot tub so that she can pig out and chill out at the same time. And I'm like, okay, this part does sound like my dream. Just having cake for breakfast while sitting in a hot tub? Sign me up. See, for me, that sounds messy and hot. 
think that I would sounds be. nice. <laughs> Hannah Montana also apparently speaks French and once fought a tiger for some competition. It sounds like she lives a very interesting life. Yeah. Yeah, one of my problems was, like, throughout the episode, I kind of felt like her Hannah Montana life was way better than her regular life. Like, I was like, there's a few problems, but they're fixable, except for maybe Lily. Like, there's some stuff that isn't great, but... Yeah, I mean, if it weren't for the Lily and Oliver, and I guess also Jackson of it all, I think she would have stayed. I don't think she would have gone back to her regular life. I actually have to disagree with you on one point. I love... Uh, b-boy paparazzo Oliver so much <laughs> I thought it was hilarious he seemed like he was having a blast he's such a little creep I love like I just thought it was so like so much value added to have him dressed like that that it's worth it yeah uh, <laughs> we're almost there and I have thoughts on that so <laughs> we will come back to that okay. uh, so then, still at the house, Mr. Corelli enters, and this is, he, uh, he taught them in middle school, and now he teaches them in high school, and uh, he, I guess, is, like, Hannah Montana's singular homeschool teacher, which I do like that, well, okay, I was about to say something, and then I was like, but that's not true, <laughs> because I was gonna say, I like that they were so into Mr. Corelli's teaching style that they hired him to be like her only teacher. But they also say that Miley never went to regular school in this universe. Hannah Montana didn't go to school. So they would have just like found Mr. Corelli organically as opposed to being like, oh, well, you really liked him in school so he can be your tutor now. So I guess he was just the best qualified for the job, but like he doesn't actually teach her anything. And he says that she doesn't have to worry about homework he seems very easily bought. I'll say that. Yeah. Part of me thought that maybe one of the issues that she would run into um, in the new world is that she wasn't as smart or like that she wasn't as inf- like she would not know things that she thought she should know. But then she's like, clearly, clearly she's learning something. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think that would have been good. I think that would have tied together the start of the episode and the rest of the episode in in a good way to have her realize, oh, hey, I'm not learning anything and I miss school. And actually, I like school. Yeah. because And also, like, they sort of pose it as the opposites of, like, either she gets to have this glamorous life or she has to go do terrible projects that are boring and have no value at all. And it's like, well, it's not as much fun, maybe, but it has value. But this is, can you tell that I, I'm a fan of school? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're making a very valid point because they never correct the message that they set up at the start of this episode, which is that school sucks (laughs) and it ruins everything. (laughs) (laughs) They they hold fast to that one through the whole episode. (laughs) So then Roxy teleports Hannah to a date with her boyfriend and her boyfriend is Jesse McCartney (laughs) on a gondola yeah they're on a gondola and there's like a man singing Italian who's like driving the gondola (laughs) I know I'm like maybe they are I mean she probably has a private plane it's not a quick trip but she doesn't have school I guess she could just go to Italy yeah maybe she has a concert there (laughs) right of course (laughs) 
So then they go back to the house. They only get like, they only give like a little taste of like everything that's different here. So we get like 30 seconds on the gondola and like 30 seconds with Mr. Corelli. And then back at the house, this woman enters who is apparently Hannah's stepmother. Uh, and I wrote in my notes, she looks like a real housewife going skiing. And it turns out she and Robbie Ray were in fact snowboarding. So I was right on the nose. <laughs> um, she, I mean, picture just that picture, like a real housewife of Beverly Hills. You figured out what this woman looks like. It is as much of an archetype as it could possibly be. She's wearing the funniest boots I've seen on TV in some time. I love them. They're fur, they're knee high. It's like, <laughs> they're, I kind of love them actually. I would never wear them, but I actually kind of like them. <laughs> She has a she has a look and she's sticking with it. And I, I respect that, you know, stick to it. That's not the right word. It doesn't. Consistency. Oh my god! Thank you. Where's my brain today? Consistency. <laughs> An ironic word to not remember. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, this woman and I I don't catch her name. I think it's Constance or Connie or something. But that might just be because I watched Godfather last night. And there's a character named that. So, <laughs> um, but she was uh, Hannah's first homeschool teacher, and now she's married to Robbie Ray. Which, again, they they had an idea for where they were taking this character, and they stuck with it. <laughs> Robbie Ray and his wife were like, apparently snowboarding in Switzerland. And his hair's in a ponytail, which is interesting. Also, apparently he's been working out and like him and this lady are like very uh, gross and horny for each other. They like run out of the room, presumably to go bang. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little nasty. And like, at least the show acknowledges that it's nasty. Like, they're like, ugh. <laughs> which, I mean, there's a headache joke later that like, I only got now that I was an adult. <laughs> so jackson apparently doesn't live with them anymore he is now a hermit question mark that's how they describe him but like i think it just means homeless and <laughs> they don't want to say homeless <laughs> like it's not a hermit he lives on the beach yeah he dropped out of school and he uses a metal detector to find quarters on the beach See, he has a very dream. long beard you want to go sit in a hot tub and eat cake and i want to go on the beach and use a metal detector <laughs> that's what i want do you want a beard like jackson's if i could i would that's okay. why my hair is so long yeah i mean that's the thing about this. This implies that this whole time in the regular HMU, Jackson has been shaving every day. That he, It implies that he's capable of growing a beard that's like full ZZ top level. And I just don't think that's true. Well, Elise, I think this is clearly the influence of the Montana ancestry line coming through. Oh, so you're saying the like literal genetics changed. Yeah. That's I guess that makes sense because now she has blonde hair instead of brown hair. Yeah. When a Montana stepped in and ended the Stuart line, beard growing became a possibility for young Jackson. I can only assume. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm willing to accept that theory. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. And then also down at the beach is Oliver and Rico. And they are wearing matching outfits. Rico is so small. (laughs) He's He's very small. Tiny, tiny boy. 
He's a very tiny boy. He is supposed to be significantly younger than the, than the rest of them, but he's still wow. so little. Yeah. He's like half of Oliver's height. He's very small. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, the last episode you were on, I don't think, was a Rico episode, was it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know Rico. And I think I only recognize him because he's on all these BuzzFeed posts about, um, you know, like, where are they now? What do they look yeah. like? Your favorite Disney star? Like, so I, I knew he was on Hannah Montana, but I, d- <laughs> I didn't know who he was. Yeah, it's funny that this is also your first episode with Rico because Rick just did two episodes with me and he had never seen Rico before. And he immediately was a huge fan of Rico. He's like, this is the best actor on the show is this kid. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel robbed. I'll have to do another episode maybe in, maybe in season three or the end of season two. Yeah. Where I can meet Rico. <laughs> yeah, you only get like a taste of Rico in this episode. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get the essence of his character. But so they're wearing what I described in my notes as white gangster outfits. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that white kid in your high school that listens to like bad rap? Uh, it's how that guy would dress. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The several people you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but I do love that they got little matching outfits. Because uh, <laughs> also Rico refers to Oliver not as like a descriptor but as like a nickname he calls him twice my size which was pretty cute (laughs) mini me and twice my size (laughs) something like that yeah yeah also I would like to point out I feel like those outfits are something Billy Eilish would wear now Eilish you just called her Billy Eilish I think it's funny and I just said it out loud in public so that's not great I don't think I you're going to have, like, Billie my... Eilish stands running down your throat or whatever. It's, it's an original joke, and they're going to be so mad at me for coming up with that original burn. It's just, like, cheese and milky and <laughs> eyelash. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think yeah, I, I could see Billie Eilish wearing this outfit. Maybe not the chain and maybe not the hat, <laughs> but definitely the shirt and the jacket. I would definitely yeah. see her wearing that. It's uh, <laughs> a fair point. Oh my god. So yeah, apparently Oliver has like rigged a video camera to point directly into Hannah Montana's house. And he's like, pay me money and I'll give you a peek into Hannah Montana's house. And then at the very end of the episode, we also find out that they're selling like memorabilia, which also came up in a previous episode. Like they're selling like her like cut fingernails and like kleenexes that she's used and stuff which jackson did in like a previous episode he was selling hannah montana stuff which like honestly i i don't approve of oliver and rico doing it in in this context but jackson doing that just to make money i'm all for that i mean like that's that's a victimless crime you know to like (laughs) sell used tissues that are just gonna get thrown away anyway and like make money off of it i say go for it i think that's perfectly acceptable I don't think it's acceptable because in this scenario, because Oliver is not friends with Hannah in this alternate universe. That's true. So he's just like sneaking into her house and stealing this, which is not okay. But in other (laughs) circumstances, I am on board with it. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Elise comes out pro stealing celebrities trash. No, (laughs) it's fine when it's Jackson because he lives with her. Uh, I think we're coming back to if the rules of consent are different in the HMU, Elise. No, no. Okay, listen. Listen. 
if you could just blow your nose in a tissue and put it in a Ziploc bag and someone would pay you $50 for it, are you telling me you wouldn't do that? Huh. It's it's essentially free money. That's so weird. It's weird, but like, it's free money. That? See, there's a difference between if it was mine or if it was somebody else. Also, I mean... If Straight it was up, your I would sisters. be worried about I would be worried about genetic like people taking my genetics <laughs> because of the world we live in right now. But I guess that's is, I guess that's fifteen fair. years. We'll say fifteen years ago. Yeah. If if whatever. if Naomi was famous and you guys were living together, you mean to tell me that you wouldn't sell just like her trash for like a big payout? Not, not stuff that she actually uses. Not Don't, like, steal stuff that she actually wants. If it's stuff <laughs> she's throwing away, if it's literal garbage. And people want it just because it was hers. Interesting. I guess I'm not... I, I kind of... I would probably ask her. <laughs> I would probably say, hey, Naomi, can I sell your trash? <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's what I'm getting at. Maybe if somebody asked me if they could do that with my stuff, I would say yes. I'd be like, yeah, I don't have an issue with that. It's It's garbage... And you might as well make money, you know? Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it in in real life. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you're kind of saying you want to be a cam girl. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, if I could be a completely non-sexual cam girl where I could just get paid to, like, sit and, like, type stuff on my computer, I mean, yeah, tab. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to some people. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe another thing I shouldn't say on my podcast that's going out to the whole world full of strangers. <laughs> I probably yeah. shouldn't say, yeah, I'd be down to be some sort of cam girl. <laughs> well, you said non-sexual. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this so podcast is open for it. sponsorship, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like me to do ad reads for you, as long as it's nothing harmful or, you know, hateful, you know, send it my way. <laughs> Interesting. The business bitch is back. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a callback if I've ever heard one. <laughs> so, anyway. Oliver being this creep and, like, filming Hannah Montana's house, Roxy's like, all of this happened because you never went to regular school and met Oliver. And I'm like, it seems like a stretch that him not meeting this one person fundamentally changed his personality. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't think that's fair. Like, yeah, sure, he'd parts- be different, but he wouldn't be a different person. Yeah, I think there were parts of the episode that made it feel like Hannah Montana doesn't exist at all in the regular in the regular world. You know, like mm-hmm. like people should still know Hannah's face. Like the fact that <laughs> Lily can tell who she is even when she's wearing a uh, a wig to look more like Miley. Like mm-hmm. you'd think that would happen kind of often in the regular HMU. You know. Or oh, like that's Jackson. a big that's a big topic of conversation. Trust me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it just I don't know. There were lots of things where it was like I don't think it would change everything that fundamentally because there's still Hannah Montana. Like if the reason that Oliver is so into Hannah Montana is because he didn't meet Miley and learn that it was actually a real person that he could know, like I, then that then he would be so obsessed with Hannah Montana as to be like a, a trash stealing creep and paparazzo. 
I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my best interpretation of this is we know from the very start of the series that Oliver was like a very big Hannah Montana fan and was like in mm-hmm. love with her. And when he found out that it was Miley, that kind of went away because it's like someone that he's close to, like a sister. So I guess they're implying that without Miley there to be his friend, he just like doubled down on the Hannah obsession. Mm. I I guess. Like I don't I I don't fully agree with that this is where he just goes now that he doesn't know who Miley is. Like I don't I don't really buy that. But I guess that's what we're meant to believe from it. And then I mean we we find out about Lily. Yeah. Lily is now <laughs> the third in Amber and Ashley's little clique. And her personality is completely different. And I also find it kind of hard to believe that Lily went from being kind of a tomboy, a skater girl, and, like, she she's often presented as, like, one of the guys. And just by not having Miley in her life, she somehow becomes an Amber and Ashley clone. Even though, like... Miley is much more girly and much more petty and gossipy than Lily mm-hmm. is, but that doesn't mm-hmm. make Lily in the regular HMU <clears throat> turn into a different person, you know? So I was, a, I was, I thought all of it was a bit of a stretch. I did enjoy watching it, but I don't know that I buy yeah. it. <laughs> it's with, with Lily, like for me, she's so clearly the best actress in the main cast, although obviously I'm missing mm-hmm. a couple of characters, um, but she's yes. just like, far above almost all the other young people maybe all the other young people in my eyes so like i'm always buying what she's doing which is impressive for you know a what a 14 year old in the in the thousands because that was Mm -hmm. not a great time for child acting um so i was like i was totally buying it i was really enjoying her as a mean girl like i thought she was great in the episode yeah me too yeah i I see that it doesn't totally make sense in a narrative way like Mm -hmm. it's a a bit of a stretch but uh yeah i like it yeah (laughs) Amber, Ashley, and Lily in this, I put in my notes that it looks like they're in Head to Toe Baby Fat by Kimora Lee Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> you agree? You get it? I get it. I totally get it. Oh my god. That's a reference for people that were in middle school in the same time that this was airing. <laughs> oh, it was uh, about all the outfits. Speaking of outfits, mm-hmm. Oliver and... Rico, I really, when I have kids eventually, I really want to dress as Oliver and Rico for Halloween one year. No one will get it but you, but it's going to be great. <laughs> no, I love the the matching outfits, and especially because the height difference. I mean, it kind of reminded me, I, uh, I mean, mostly as a joke, but if I was taken seriously, I would be happy to go along with it. But I've said that me and my sisters should all get like giant oversized suits and just walk around like three different little David Burns. Um, (laughs) Because we're like small, medium, large, and we're all wearing like huge suits. I think that'd be really fun. I love that. I want to hear some asthma laugh for you. I, I love it. (laughs) oh my god so after seeing what has become of lily 
uh, Hannah goes to Roxy and she's like, I want my real life back. And Roxy's like, there's no second chances. You are stuck like this forever. You shouldn't have made that wish. Which is dark. I know. Uh, So then she goes back to the house. Jesse McCartney is there. And he kisses her on the cheek and the audience loses it. Like on the level that they lost it when like Jake and Miley kissed a couple episodes earlier. <laughs> when like that was on the lips. This was just a kiss on the cheek. And they're like, but also, <laughs> they're so thank God. I was like, I wonder if it's only a kiss on the cheek because he can't kiss her on the lips because he's an adult and she's not. Um, oh, it must be. I would be. It, yeah. You'd bet money on that. <laughs> So Jesse has bought Hannah an island, which like I don't think Jesse McCartney is rich enough to do that. Like yeah. even at the height of his fame, there's no way he's made enough money to buy an island. And like all due respect to Jesse McCartney, he is not that famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is even if he never spent any of the money he's made in his entire career, I don't think he'd have enough to buy an island. <laughs> I remember um, when Horton Hears a Who came out and it was a big deal that he was in like voicing a character in the movie and he has one line in that movie because <laughs> his character is mute. And then at the end he says, yo! And like, that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. And I feel like from that point, Jesse McCartney's star faded. Like I just, that was the last time I remember caring about anything he was doing at all. He's a uh, Theodore in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. I haven't seen those. Well, me neither, but he's one of the chipmunks. <laughs> so you Good can't tell him. it's him because it's sped up. Horrible. Uh, I assume, I mean, he's he's in all of them. He's in like the first one. He's in the squeak wall. Uh, I assume he's in the road chip. <laughs> the face Emma's making right now. She's so mad. Um, <laughs> Yes, I am angry. <laughs> anyway, he bought Hannah an island. <laughs> she like gets all excited that she gets to go to her own personal island with Jesse McCartney, and then she remembers how fucked up the rest of the HMU is now, and she's like, "Oh God!" But Jesse's very good in this scene. Um, he oh, yeah. like to everything that Hannah does. He's like, "You're so cute when you do that," and. Uh, <laughs> It's believable. I I believe that he thinks she's very cute when she does those. Yeah, things. yeah. It was funny. He was selling it. I was I was impressed. Yeah, and she like slams the door in his face, and he like leans up against the door, and he's like, "Still so cute." <laughs> I liked it. it was yeah, uh, and then Hannah goes to Roxy, and she's like, "There have to be loopholes. There has to be a way." to undo this and Roxy is like I I genuinely have nothing for you girl like there's there's nothing we can do so Hannah's like okay Miley doesn't exist yet because I am good with wigs (laughs) and so we're back on the beach Oliver and Rico are selling more Hannah stuff and Lily and Amber and Ashley are all sitting at a table talking shit and an alarm goes off on Lily's watch saying it's time to hydrate. So she gets up to like go buy some water, I guess. It's very flimsy, but it was funny. Although also good for her. Hydration yeah. is an alarm. I was like, yeah, bitch. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be something way more um, misogynistic, honestly. But it no. was just like, drink get water. water. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> reminder, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a sip of my water. <laughs> 
Uh, but so Lily goes over to get water and Miley appears. She's wearing a very wig looking wig and she's wearing like one of those weird shirts that looks like it's tattoos, uh, which kept throwing me off during this scene. I kept like being confused about her body because of this tattoo shirt. She's also wearing like a lot of eyeliner, like more than usual. Uh, She just walks up to Lily and okay, I get that this is some like weird alternate reality dream she's having, but Miley's strategy on this it's bonkers. In what world would she think this would work? I was like, don't be so. This is, you got to go to school so you know how to get out of dream alternate universes because this is never. This was never going to work. Yeah, she basically walks up to Lily and is like, "Hi, I'm new here. Do you want to be friends?" Which, like, that's not how anything works. That's maybe how it worked in like literal kindergarten. But anything past that, you need more. You don't just say, "Do you want to be friends?" Like you. You get to know each other and then you realize you're friends. It's not. <laughs> but it gets worse, her tactic. Yeah. So Lily's like, um, no, I don't know you. And Miley mentions <laughs> Miley mentions skateboarding. And this Lily obviously hates skateboarding. And it like like Lily starts to get scared by this woman. She says that she took a pretty girl karate class. <laughs> so funny. Which I love the idea that somebody sat down and was like, how can we market karate to teen girls? Pretty girl karate. (laughs) They have to be pretty to sign up. Actually, that sounds like a scheme that like a boy would do to try and meet girls in high school. Are we writing an early thousands Disney Channel show based on a boy who does pretty girl karate schemes? Maybe. That's just one episode. We'll have to figure out the bones later. Uh, yeah so Miley keeps revealing weird details about Lily that she would never know Um, it really freaks Lily out and then she mentions that Lily has a birthmark shaped like a poodle on her butt which is so specific how I'm genuinely curious how how does it look like a poodle as opposed to just a dog that's a good question like, because poodles, like, I mean, their only defining trait where it's like that's a poodle thing is like their curly hair. Well, it could be like the French poodle, like with the poof tail, like the kind when you get um, a balloon animal, you know that yeah. it's a poodle because it's got the. But it's I no, guess. it's not. It's it's just like Miley wants to prove that because she knows stuff about Lily that obviously. Uh, <laughs> that obviously Lily's in some sort of dream and she's forgetting a deep friendship that she doesn't remember that she had. Like, it's, and in this world, she really doesn't know Miley. Yeah. There is no Miley. <laughs> yeah, Miley, Miley goes, come on, Lily, look at me. Really look at me. You know who I am. And so she, Lily really looks at her and she's like, oh my God, you're Hannah Montana. And she rips her <laughs> wig off. Snatched. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Okay, so why does are people capable of that logic in this alternate <laughs> HMU, but not in the real HMU? They they did what we've been saying for months now, which is if you just get a good look at her and you know who Miley is, it's you you can't be fooled. And and yet they they've now addressed it and said 
Yes, in fact. <laughs> Although this brings me back because like, okay, sure. You could make the argument that like, I mean, for example, we got a scene with like Amber with Hannah Montana in the mm. episode you were on before. Like, okay, Amber is not friends with Miley. So you could say they've spent less time together. She doesn't know her face as well or whatever. I don't necessarily buy that, but fine. You, there's, They are, however, saying that Lily knows Miley well enough. Or I guess in this case, she knows Hannah Montana well enough to recognize her with different hair. And so I'm like, okay, but back in the regular HMU, Lily did not recognize Hannah Montana as being her best friend, Miley, until she told her. I mean, the only thing I can think of, and it's, I mean, obviously it's flimsy. Every, anybody who knows Miley would know, like, obviously in the real mm-hmm. world, it's, it's silly. But even taking some stuff that wouldn't happen for real, like maybe in the H, in this alternate HMU, she's sort of oversaturated. Like, it seems like, it seems like Hannah Montana is actually more famous than Hannah Montana in the regular world because she's done so many more things. She does like publicity stunts a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe she's a bigger superstar even than in the regular HMU and like it would be impossible not to recognize her face. But it's still pretty weird to acknowledge. They shouldn't have acknowledged that because the, the you to accept the show, you have to accept something insane. Yes. Which is that nobody would recognize her. So to be like, but... <laughs> yeah. <somebody." laughs> so yeah, in, in the actual HMU, we, we've had to say that like, you know, people just are sort of predisposed to not recognize that Miley is also Hannah by acknowledging in this alternate HMU that actually it's very easy to recognize Hannah Montana. It kind of throws a wrench into that theory and it makes it harder to, to have that as like the baseline, because like you said, for the show to work, they are asking the audience to suspend disbelief on a very core thing and so my mission has been, okay, let's actually find a way that that works. <laughs> and <laughs> by, by doing this one thing, they're kind of like, well, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Back at square one. <laughs> like, okay, so totally agree. We've covered that it really is an, an annoying thing to do in the context of the whole show. But in the context of the specific episode, they kind of do have to make it untenable for her to stay in that world. Like, if she yes. can't possibly escape the Hannah Montana of it all... Like, she's going to have to try and go back. Yes. And I I will say, I did think it was, like, fun. And, like, I liked the moment. It's just, you know, podcaster Mia was like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Yeah, not nice to So we are now accepting new theories on the (laughs) HMU. It was very jarring to have them take the brown wig off for the blonde wig to be underneath. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Uh, but then, yeah, Oliver acts as paparazzi while everybody swarms Hannah. She makes it home. Only, And this, this little scene is so weird. Like, it has the transition music to Hannah walking back into her house. And then all it is is... She hears her stepmom on the phone bragging to somebody about all of the things that Robbie Ray buys her. And she says, marrying that dumb hillbilly is the smartest thing I ever did. And then the audience and Hannah both kind of go, oh. And then it plays the transition music again. It's like a 15-second scene. It's cut so weird. 
Also, like, okay, she was being a bitch, but <laughs> I could totally imagine, like, if I if I loved someone and calling them a dumb hillbilly, if that was like a joke we had. I no, I like, thought the exact like, same thing. I thought the exact same thing. Like calling it's someone like, a big um, glute, you know? Like, yes, exactly. Cute. Exactly. Maybe. You know what it reminded me of is like when they do celebrities mean, read mean tweets and they get ones that are clearly actually from fans who Don't are just messing face, around. And it's like, no, they, they love him. They mean his dumb Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, you get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, obviously this woman is a gold digger. However... That shouldn't be your one piece of evidence for it. <laughs> also, okay, why doesn't Robbie Ray Stewart get, like, a hot gold-digging wife? Because he's just as famous now as he was before. So is she just marrying him because his daughter is incredibly famous? Because that's weird as shit. Like, if that's the difference. I think so. <laughs> oh, that's very weird. Or because I remember, she... She started off as the tutor. Right. right. Like if Hannah, if if Miley had needed a tutor at home, then there would be more options. Billy Ray, Robbie Ray's still handsome though. He could still find someone. He has, we, we just, uh, last week's episode, he like went on a date, but it wasn't really part of the plot. It was just like, he went on a date and we heard about it afterwards, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Um, but so then we get a scene with Robbie Ray coming up to Hannah's room and he's got loco hot cocoa, which I didn't realize was going to be like a recurring thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, in a previous episode, he makes loco hot cocoa and Miley has a bizarre dream where she essentially conjures her dead mother Whoa. and it gets very paranormal. Um, the show doesn't treat it as paranormal, but it absolutely is. <laughs> I, I thought it was a prop, and then he stu- she stuck her finger in it, and I was like, oh, my God. I was so sure it was, like, rock hard. <laughs> prop <cocoa. laughs> so that was a, a discovery journey for me. I was, like, so <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he brought the hot cocoa to um, to try and, you know, have, like, a heart-to-heart with his daughter. However, everything that Hannah – talks about he has no idea what any of it is like she's like and lily and oliver are different and he's like who (laughs) hannah makes a comment about how his wife is a gold digger and he's like she warned me you might resent her she knows so much about teenage girls and then she gets in the very good burn of that's because last year she was one (laughs) oh good However, the stepmother then enters. I keep calling her the stepmother because I don't know her name. Okay, I think, yes, but I think her name is Candy. I was doing the same Candy. thing. Candy. Some point oh, so it would be short for Candace. So I was close oh. with Constance and Connie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even though, like I said before, we watched Godfather Part 2 last night. So that's why that name is on the brain. Your, your wide cinematic interest is on display in this episode. Because we've gone from Keith to the Godfather, which is about as far apart as you can get in terms of I mean, literally as far apart as you can get. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she enters and he she says that they have to throw away the hot cocoa because she's allergic and gets really bad headaches. And then she calls Hannah a whiny little baby and demands a shopping spree to help get rid of her headache. But, like, she didn't have a headache because she didn't drink it. That was the headache joke that I was like, that's saucy, where she was like, it's going to give me a headache and you know how I get when I I have headaches. And then he's like, all right, goodbye, Coco. I thought it was like, like, you know, women say they have a headache so they can't have sex. 
That's oh. what I thought was happening. <laughs> I mean, that could old? be it. There, there's nothing that <laughs> disproves that. Who can never be sure? <laughs> Who can never be sure? I did not come up with that. That is a funny thing. Think something else. I think people know who can never be sure. Isn't that that's almost? I mean, I'm quoting publicity. From, from, okay, good. That's what I was doing. I that's from publicity. I think I know publicity is known, but I feel like more people should know it because there's people I tell about it and they've never heard of it, and I'm like, I can't do. You have to watch everything and then quote it constantly, like I want to. <laughs> Anyway, that's not relevant. I just love it so much. <laughs> so, yeah, after the stepmom, Candy, leaves, Hannah throws a pillow, and this is when it opens the Hannah Montana music box that plays Best of One World, which, like I said, best joke of the episode. So uh, also, all of the doors in the house are the same doors from the Hannah closet in, like, regular <laughs> HMU. Which, like, I don't know that I would want all my doors to be painted with my initials. Like, also that kind of, like, at that point, you're asking for Oliver to point a camera at your house. Because you're like, you essentially have a neon sign that says, Hannah Montana lives here. You know? like, I mean, if I had initials like your initials, like, your initials are lovely, I would maybe do it. But my initials are not <laughs> cute. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get where you're coming from. But, I mean, hers is just H.M., it's true. Does she have a middle name? Uh, I don't know if Hannah Montana has a middle right. name. Because <laughs> she doesn't exist. R- right. In this alt HMU, maybe she does have a middle name, but they don't tell us. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Um, so then what happens? Uh, she goes out on the balcony and Jackson is just hanging out because he apparently comes back to watch reality TV where when no one could see him <laughs> and she confides in him that she wishes she could go back to when things were normal and he says a world without hannah montana i'd wish for that any day and miley's like hey <laughs> and there just so happens to be a shooting star right as he says it and she's like roxy that counts <laughs> and and uh you know but nothing happens. Rox doesn't show up. But then she grabs her hair and she pulls the wig off and she can do it. She has her normal hair again. God. And Roxy says, you have yourself a wonderful life, Miley. And I was Ugh. like, okay. <laughs> can it? That's a little on the nose, Disney Channel. <laughs> I don't think you want to put yourself up against Jimmy Stewart, okay? <laughs> like one of the most beloved films of all time. <laughs> but this one's also about what if I didn't exist? We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then she's just immediately back with the first shooting star and with Lily. And Lily's like, I wish for an A on the project. What do you wish for? And Miley's like, I don't wish for anything. I love my life the way it is. And I'm like, you just found out that that shooting star can give you literally anything and it will come true. Maybe actually pick something. <laughs> it just doesn't have to, you know, change your entire life. But, like, you could wish for, like, a free car and it would give it to you. So, yeah, you, you were saying she she had some really cool things oh, from yeah. her handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, she could take that chandelier that she stole from Madonna's house that yeah. they mentioned offhand. <laughs> Jesse McCartney's number, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, wish for a date with Jesse McCartney. It doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. 
whatever. I guess she learned everything except for that. Except for school still sucks, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then the bumper of the episode is Oliver Rico and Jesse McCartney all in the same matching outfits from before, uh, <laughs> rapping and dancing. Roxy is there. She appears to be beatboxing, and she kind of looks like Flava Flav. I think they're yeah. trying to make her look like Flava Flav. Yeah, she has a, a giant clock, clock yeah. and a Viking hat. So, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was funny. I liked it. I just thought it was an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, but I mean, that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, the main... I think this might be expecting a bit too much from the writers, but I guess I found myself kind of frustrated during the episode that I think there were actually ways they could have taken a world where Hannah Montana is the only person and sort of made it feel a little bit more real. And I know Mm -hmm. this sounds silly to talk about with this show, but like, you know, when I was talking about the school thing, that still stands. And also, I mean, I feel like I could imagine a world where Billy Ray is a lot less attentive. Like maybe they were trying to get at that with him or sorry, Robbie Ray, keep doing that. Where he's like go snowboarding with his wife and he's got this glamorous new wife that he loves to spend time with. But like he still really cares about it. it doesn't really seem like he has given up on being her dad. Mm-hmm. Whereas I could totally imagine if she if she was just Hannah Montana all the time, she could be living that kind of independent, maybe illegally emancipated, you know, like that mm-hmm. life that's all flash and all action and has no substance, which they were kind of trying to get at, but it just we didn't get to see if Hannah Montana has like a clique that's full of friends that are totally fake. Like there's all those things they could have done. That would have felt yeah. a little bit more real than like making Oliver and I guess Rico and um, Lily all be totally different, like you were talking about. So like yeah, they went in weird directions with it. It could have had a lot more impact if they put a little more thought into it. And, I mean, I guess they had to, they had to have them in the episode, but maybe showing Lily sad instead of just like crushing it in the popular girl crew. Like I know she's doing very well for herself. Yeah, everyone seemed really happy. <laughs> Even Jackson was happy as like a her- hermit. Like yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I mean, that's like an ongoing issue that I have with this show is mm-hmm. like off the top of your head, you can think of ways to improve the episode to have it have a stronger message and like sense of identity and they just never do it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I will say that I really enjoyed this episode, certainly more than last week's, which you haven't seen, but uh, <laughs> but this this one was pretty good. I mean, it, it I... It doesn't make sense, but none of it ever does. <laughs> <laughs> so was there anything that we didn't touch on that you'd like to address? From the episode? No, but I did do something fun after I watched the episode. I created a gender-bent casting for the episode, um, and I wanted to share it with you because I thought you would like it because you'd like yes, that Yes, kind of I'm extremely excited to hear this. <laughs> so this is all with modern decorated actors. I also tried to do it with like non-gender bent actors. There's some really funny ones, but I just didn't finish it in time. <laughs> so we're going to do the gender bent. Well, I'd also... love to hear what you have in addition. <laughs> okay, good. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to start with the non-gender bent because they're so funny. My okay. best choices were uh, Robbie Ray is now played by Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Roxy is Octavia Spencer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I and in all possible universes, Jesse McCartney is still Jesse McCartney. I didn't. <laughs> it's always got to be Jesse, including <laughs> in the gender bent. That's clear. Um, and then my favorite of the decisions for uh, the recasting was Timothy Chalamet as Oliver. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> That's. That's very fun to think of. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. 
<laughs> so the gender bent version. Everybody, mm -hmm. I think everybody except for Jesse McCartney is gender bent. We'll start with Hannah. Hannah mm -hmm. is now played by Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he can sing, but we'll get him dubbed. I don't care. Um, Lily is now played by Gaten Mat Matarazzo, the guy who plays Dustin on Stranger Things. <laughs> Oliver is played by Florence Pugh. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> Jackson is played by Aquafina. I don't care. What? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Robbie Ray is played by Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Roxy is Titus Burgess. <laughs> And uh, I did cast the stepmother. Uh, she's Ansel Elgort. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Somebody please recut <laughs> the Canada Montana trailer. <laughs> yeah, fan art invited, please, of this recasting yes. of the show. Yes. Also, so. I still haven't seen uh, any fan art uh, from <laughs> so, uh, an episode from a few weeks ago featured um, Roxy, wasn't it? And she, uh, her catchphrase is Roxy like a puma. <laughs> she mentioned that she has bulletproof pantyhose, which myself and my guest Alana were like, that the only way that's possible is if it's like vibranium technology. <laughs> So Amazing. We wanted to put Roxy into the MCU as Black Puma. <gasps> Amazing. And and Alana offered fifty dollars for anyone that may, would make fan art, and we haven't gotten any yet. I believe the offer's still on the table, so we'll go ahead and add this <laughs> fan casting in there as well. I I want to see it. I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you like. I knew you would. I'm glad you liked. <laughs> it's very good. I appreciate you. it. If you have thoughts yeah. later about uh, your own fan casting, I'd love to hear. I am specifically you, Elise, or anybody who uh, who listens. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk that they should do um, a like reboot of Hannah Montana. That's like a gritty journalism <laughs> drama where it's like one reporter trying to crack the Hannah Montana case wide open. Um, so I might have to come up with some fan casting for that. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. That could be really good and do it. <laughs> but yeah, that is actually all I had for the episode. Yeah. I think same for me. I think I touched on everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you so much for joining me for this. Yeah. This is this very was really fun. fun. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, we finally sat down and recorded another one of these together. I know. I love doing this with you. I don't suppose you have any place that you'd want to like let people know about online. If you um, don't, that's cool. Well, I'm still occasionally posting on my toilet rating Instagram, Doody Hauser, D O O D I E H O U S E R. Um, we're blowing up right now. I got five followers last week, which is actually <laughs> a lot. One of my, one of Naomi's colleagues reposted a, a, a post of mine, which has never happened before, and I got all these followers, and I was like. This is what being a mogul feels like. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm there. So if you feel like <laughs> watching me rate toilets, um, it's your lucky day. Yeah, and I think as we're saying, it's not strictly just like toilets. It's oh, like yes. the bathroom it's experience at various 
locations. That's true. Across yes, they're the all country. public locations. Yeah, across the world. Even. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you again. I appreciate you and love you very much. Yes, I love you too. Thank you, Elise. Thank you, fans. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Yes, and thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. Really appreciate it. And I hope you'll join us next week where we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 13 of Hannah Montana. It's called, I Want You to Want Me to Go to Florida. (laughs) Very excited. Uh, Yeah, and in the meantime, if you want to give us a follow, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I am online at Twitter at Lovely Lisi, Instagram at Actor Elise. And uh, yeah, that does it for this week. Join us next week. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party. <laughs>